with you all day long. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. But you had the story at the top of the hour that uh, the city of Edmonton has rolled over the abdometer, I guess. Uh, we are now at a million. A million peeps just in the uh, Edmonton area. So uh, that's not, it's not the surrounding areas like the Sherwood Parks and the, you know, the St. Albert. This is just Edmonton. Yeah. So uh, that answers the question that, uh, uh, without fail, that I ask my wife almost daily when we get on the Anthony Henday, where are all these people coming from? Because <laughs> the city is busier than it was before. Land really of opportunity is. here. They're saying great universities, affordable housing. Right. Yeah. So that's all good stuff. The Henday? <laughs> Not a draw. <laughs> the north side, I guess. Yeah. That South Henday at any point in the day is a Thunderdome. You know what? I feel like the North Henday does flow better. Oh. Yeah. Well, questionably, of course it does, because it's not as busy, right? Everybody's going south normally, yeah. not a lot yeah. less traffic going north. Yeah, well, and it and, and complicates it, because when you cross the river, um, they should have probably made it one or two lanes wider on the bridge. Uh, who would have thought, though, right? Well, somebody. Not them. Hey, think ahead. There's got to be somebody <laughs> waving papers in the air. Make it wider. They should be working, and they probably are. Somebody is probably working on the ring road around that ring road already, right? Yeah, no kidding. They need another one because, uh, yeah, it's crazy. But uh, here's our question this morning. With uh, over a million people now living in Edmonton, what is the best neighborhood to live in? There's all the hoity-toity ones, right, that are border the river. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Those almost Laurier. have to be, like, disqualified because there's a certain Laurier's got it all. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, they have, like, the zoo. Yeah, and ball houses. Park. And, yeah. yeah. And mid-century of- homes, like, cool homes. Mid-century. Just <laughs> hoity-toity. <laughs> like, all, like, Oilers live oh, there. Oh, and the Oilers, rich too. people. <laughs> like, I say, you got to disqualify that. I'm going to, you know, vouch for my own. Duggan. Yeah. Sleepy. Yeah, average Too sleepy. A- average age is about ninety eight. <laughs> somebody did get gunned down in our community hall. Yeah, oh, yeah that's, that's a no no. You did watch somebody else. So the SWAT team came in across the road. From uh, okay, there was a renter. But, I mean, it, it, that happened. There was a light swatting. <laughs> what are these seniors up to? If it's quiet, you can hear the katunk 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 of the LRT going by. Right. <laughs> yeah, sounds great. <laughs> it's actually really good. Yeah, the windrows though. Oh, we're an afterthought. <laughs> well, I think that's most every area of the city. But anyway, is your area of the city the best? I, you know, being a country guy, I never really appreciated the city as much as I do now that I've got a daughter that's uh, that's living. That's in the right. City. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I really now appreciate some areas. Like there's one just off of uh, oh, the White Mud and 159th Street. Just it's just a beautiful area. And the <gasps> oh yeah, Greenboro, there. Green something, Greenfield. Green. I used to live in Greenfield. That wasn't it. Green, <laughs> Green Shield is our. Oh, that's our insurance company. <laughs> Jack lives in a pretty nice neighborhood. I do yeah. like. I live in Black Mud Creek, and yeah. it's pretty awesome. We've got the old Klondike RV for all you 1980s Ellerslie lovers. Okay. Yeah. So we've got the old Klondike RV um, park that's now just changed into a ravine that you can walk all around. Right. Too busy though. Like you have the busiest neighborhood on the planet. At any point, there's okay, 11 Matt, million people Okay, Matt, we like to do stuff in our yards. Sorry. But it's, they, they packed houses in too tight, even though you have that giant pile on. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got a, quite a bit of room, but there is a lot of keeping up with the Joneses in this neighborhood. Okay. Like, you got to have the greenest grass. 
Uh, not a worry with the old people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're out there cutting their dandelions with scissors. So anyway, what about you? The the best neighborhood in Edmonton to live in. We want to hear from you this morning. Seven eight zero four two one one zero three nine. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Edmonton, where would you buy? Uh, the story is that uh, Edmonton has an over a million population for the first time ever, and uh, we're talking about your favorite um, community in our city, and we're getting some great texts at one zero three nine three nine. Yeah, if you're house hunting, listen up. This person says, I went down to the Ritchie area. I haven't been there for the last 12 years. It's beautiful and quaint. So that's uh, kind of just off White Ave along the river, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. Super nice, And they man. have like this cool street with cool shops. Hard okay. to park. Yeah. Yes, very hard. <laughs> Summerside was my favorite place to live in Edmonton, says this texter. Beach access, pretty quiet and good trails, very family friendly. But lots of rumors spreading about stay-at-home moms. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> what is going on in Summerside? Summerside was was the, like, A-plus place to be if you oh, wanted to live yeah. on the outskirts of the city. Yeah. It used to be the outskirts. Right? Yeah, so, not so much anymore. Yeah. But with that beach, whoo. Yeah. Capilano gets a vote. The closeness to the river trails and easy to get anywhere in the city within minutes. Okay. I We lived around there. I loved the Capilano Mall for some reason. Yeah. Really? Yeah, back in the day, my mom would do a little banking at the old TD there. Yeah. Go inside the mall. Well, your original mall is always your favorite, right? Like, same with me. Your first mall. Heritage Good call. Mall. You're right. Heritage Mall is always our mall. All right. Jack with Wested. Yeah, I was Wested. <laughs> <laughs> I live in Keswick, says this texter. Love it. Yeah, yeah I bet you do. It's, it's beautiful there. It's Let crazy. me see your pace, though. That's just outside of, uh, in the Windermere area, right? Yeah. And yeah. every home is like a million dollars. Yeah. Must be All nice. the lottery dream, home, dream homes are there now. Okay. Oh, dang, son. I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, you can continue to uh, send in your uh, favorite uh, uh, community in Edmonton at 103.939, but I think you might want to call us now because... You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Quick draw time. We've got Sylvia and Jody on the line. Are you ladies both from Edmonton? Uh, from Baltimore. Uh, Bruce Grove. Okay. Well, then I won't ask you what's your favorite community in Edmonton, but there you go. We've got a Spruce Grove and a Beaumont, and uh, we're about to play the game that everybody talks about. Quick draw, of course, 250 bucks up for grabs. Thanks to United Sport and Cycle. Tomorrow morning we'll be making that draw, so you won't have to wait very long. One of you will be in that draw, the first one to get three of these correct. Are you ready to go? You bet. Okay. They sound identical, so yes, this they is going to be fun. All right. Here we go. Something in a medicine cabinet that starts with the letter H. Hemorrhoid cream. There you go. Is yeah. that Jody? It was, yes. Preparation H feels good on the whole. Mm. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I have used it. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, a type of fish that starts with a T. Trout. Trout. Who Ooh. said trout? Sylvia. Sylvia. Okay. She's, nice. she's back in the game. Here we go. A title someone might have that starts with the letter D. Director. Yes. Ooh. Jody? Sylvia. Sylvia, sorry about that. You have a 50-50 shot, Jack, <laughs> yeah. so it's all good. And I'm failing. All right. <laughs> Something at a carnival that starts with the letter K. Cake? No. Kite? kite? Yes. Yes, kite. At a carnival? Sure. Yeah, you know, kite flying event. You can't argue with that. You win a I kite. Who said kite? You're flying Jody. a kite at K Days. You're an insane person. Okay. <laughs> This is fun. We go down to the fifth and final question. Okay. The uh, crowd is getting really excited about this. Here we go. <laughs> Fans are screaming and yelling. And here is question number five. Can you tell I'm stalling? 
Um, yeah. Here, here we go. <laughs> a toy that starts with the letter J. Jack in the box. Yes. Now, who said it? <laughs> Jody. Jody, Good congratulations. Job, Jody. You're in the draw. Sylvia, you, you you put up a heck of a fight today. Yes, but, you uh, certainly did. Anyway, Jody, you're in the draw for tomorrow morning. Thank you. Good luck. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. What is this, Jack? This is a new CD that's been released or music that you can get on iTunes by uh, Rockabye Baby. It's a lullaby renditions of Blake Shelton's biggest hits. And they've got all of them on there. And you're like, oh, how could they be made into a lullaby? And then you hear them and you're instantly taken aback. And you're like, hey, I could go to sleep to this. <laughs> you just need a glockenspiel, it sounds like. <laughs> What's that? It's like a wooden xylophone. Oh, okay. They sound great. They've okay. done such a good job. All right. So lullabies are certainly one way to let the, get the little ones to go to sleep. But we thought we'd ask the question, what is your uh, your your get those kids to sleep hack this morning at 780-421-1039? You can also text us at 103939. Uh, Matt, what is yours? <laughs> well. Have you discovered it yet? I didn't. We didn't sleep train our kids. I think the majority of people do these days. Not going to judge. No big deal. But there were times where there was nothing we could do. Our hack was, okay, put headphones in and stand there and rock them for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) That was our son. And we found out he's a rarity because he literally is, he fights sleep more than anybody. He'd be like 85 hours, no sleep. You're like, I'm not tired. (laughs) (laughs) You're tired, bud. Nowadays, he goes to sleep in 10 minutes. We cut out a nap, boom, he's out. Okay. I would say the secret is make sure they don't sleep during the day. Deprive (laughs) sleep. (laughs) Our daughter just put her down. She sleeps. Tire them out. Yeah. That's what you're saying. It's like you're always chasing that dragon. And the nights that they have good sleeps, you're right. like, okay, what are the five things I did before bedtime? Because obviously that is the magic formula. And you try to recreate it. They took a bath. And then I put lotion on the right arm first. I <laughs> am <laughs> <laughs> like, not kidding. I used to have a log book with both my girls. Oh, for sure. Like, uh, Yeah. What did you do? How did they sleep the night before? And how do you recreate it? Okay. First text in at the top. That's also a hack that we used when Bo was still sleeping. Yeah. A little nighttime gummy called <laughs> melatonin. Oh, you drugged your kids. <laughs> Casually. <laughs> uh, we give them a very small amount, and then all of a sudden, he's just like, he gets all droopy. I'm like, melatonin's the best. It works. You, don't get, you give them like a 0.5 of a milligram. Yeah. Well, we're at a different stage at our house. Now we just try to make sure our dog sleeps at night. Like, <laughs> <laughs> How does Chloe sleep? <laughs> what are you doing? It all depends. Depends on, yeah, exactly. The same kind of thing. What did we do the night before? What yes. did we do the day before? Same idea. <laughs> I, I know it's ridiculous. <laughs> you'll see. Someday you'll get there. But what about the car drives? Like they're just oh, putting them yes. in the vehicle. Matt was doing that for a while. Yeah. He was literally going all the way around the Henday. There was an article about it, too. They were saying it's like a 40-minute perfect drive. Going around the Henday? Yes. I loved car naps, man. They were great. Except I was exhausted, so I like <laughs> sleeping with, with my son when yeah, we nap. You don't want to fall asleep when you're taking your kid for a ride. To don't worry. To the the Henday's so busy, there's no chance of falling asleep on that. Especially you. You're totally aggravated at the time. <laughs> oh, right? yeah. So, yeah. There's nothing more relaxing than the kid trying to sleep in the back and you're getting the finger in the front. I don't know. Yeah, Seven, that's fair. Seven eight zero four two one one zero three nine. What is your sleep hack for your kids getting them to bed? You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Yeah, looking for those hacks when it comes to getting the kids to sleep. This text says a good routine and a bedtime story. Reading does wonders for kids. Yes. Yeah. For sure, you need a routine. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. Speaking of stories, we're reading this 100 stories or 100 rebel girls. It is like the best thing if you have a girl or a guy, I guess. But if you have a girl and you want to teach her about strong women, this it's like 100 bedtime stories and they're only one page. So it's awesome. Who's your favorite woman so far? I haven't yet to meet her. We're only 25 in. <laughs> so there's 75 to go. I don't have also, any favorites yet. I love when parents are like, okay, they need a strict bedtime routine. And the parents' bedtime routine is watching my phone for 15 hours before bed. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. person says my biggest toddler nap hack is to do the exact same thing every day right before nap. It's super repetitive, and I'm pretty sure he knows I'm not that into it, but it works like a charm. Naps every day. Okay. She talking about her husband or the kid? Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Oh, so man. great. That is good. It actually almost sounds like the original in this case. But anyway, I will give you a chance to win Blake Shelton tickets coming up at uh, 8.30 this morning. But we're talking about lullabies and things that make your kids go to sleep, for example. This text says, when our daughter was a baby, we would dim the lights about one hour before bedtime, play soft music, and give her a massage. She loved it and slept great. Uh, no kidding. Thanks, son. I could use that now. <laughs> yeah, we all could. This text says, I put my babies to bed every night with Simon and Garfunkel. Didn't take long, and they would fall asleep anywhere with that music. They still do sometimes, and they're all grown up. A little sound of silence to scare them to sleep. It's like <laughs> <laughs> hypnotizing them, right? Yeah. All right. What the about boxer? What, oh, about, what about you, BJ? <laughs> when we were kids, my mom used to tell us that the, my older brother, my first, uh, our firstborn, yeah. uh, they used to drive him around in the car, like Matt was saying, but he would stand up in the front seat. Now, this is, you know, we're talking yeah, 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 the 50 old, years ago. The olden and, days. Yeah, the olden days when we didn't have seatbelts and stuff. Well, we had yeah. them, but we didn't use them. No. <laughs> and he'd stand up in the front seat. Dad would take him for a ride, and he'd fall asleep standing up. <laughs> is he a horse? <laughs> I don't know. Is, is your brother Mr. Ed? <laughs> and then and then when he finally got home, you know, they put him to bed, and he'd, he'd stay the night. But... Uh, uh, yeah, he'd fall asleep standing up in the car. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But with our grandson, we got we bought a white noise uh, uh, machine. Yeah. yeah. And we let that run all night, and he sleeps right through the night. Wow, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. My wife tells a story about her mom when they were little kids, and she had vi you know vivid vividly remembers that they'd be driving down the road with their mom, and all of a sudden she'd have to hit the brakes, and she just put her her, her hand across to try to catch everybody before they went through the windshield. <laughs> That's a natural reaction. I with, still do that now with the wife. With a cigarette in her hand. Nothing yeah. like reminiscing about the time kids were human missiles in the car. <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Kiss and Love Court. Kiss and Love Court this morning. Let's go. We got this text. Hey, guys. Both my husband and I were listening to you earlier in the week when you talked to the guy who was going to surprise his wife with 250K. What it was, if you missed it, there was a text that came in that said, hey, I'm keeping a secret from my wife. I've been putting away money every single year for the last 25 years, and I'm going to give her the 250 grand this year. Well, after hearing that, this text says, I jokingly asked my husband if he was hiding any money from me. And he said, yes. I was flabbergasted. He said that, of course, he still has his own bank account, even though we share a main one. And it totally isn't a big deal at all. He also claims that there's not much money in there. But I say it is a big deal. And I should have known about this a long time ago. He's the crazy one, right? Hiding money and separate accounts has to be a no-go. What does Kissin think? Dude, I, I, uh, 
I, I don't know where this 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 uh, secretive stuff comes from. Like, I just back in my day, no. <laughs> <laughs> Part of the wedding vows was I, making sure your bank statements were also a separate about. bank account. You're funneling money in. I like I'm. I, yeah, I I I don't think you're the wrong one in in thinking there's something sketchy going on here. I mean, unless it is that one in a you know. A hundred case or one in a thousand case or a million case where the person's just going to surprise you with 250 grand on your 25th anniversary. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I I don't, I don't see that being cool. I feel the exact opposite. You must protect yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I know this sounds so defensive, but never give up your own bank account ever. Don't ever do it. You got to have your own. Why? I will die on that bank account. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I just feel better if I have just a little of my own money. His money's your, like, you are, I hate to break it to you, <laughs> you're connected. I know, I know. Yeah, it's we- so ridiculous. Like, this is outrageous. It doesn't matter, like, set aside the fact that he might be doing the right thing here. Like, I just got a little bit of money just in case I need it, and there's nothing uh, untoward happening. Right. But it's so, you have to disclose that kind of thing. Like, money is such a touchy subject for some people. It doesn't matter if it's 100 bucks or 10000 bucks. You've yeah. got to talk to your partner about it. Like, hiding money is sketch. Yeah. But I don't think you should just just all loop it all in one pool. Here you go. You just control everything. Yeah, but I... But, but then, that, like, that's you, not, you have access to it. You can see how much is in it. But the, and that's not really what we're talking about here, are we? Like, I think that, I mean, I have separate accounts, but at least be aware of what's going on in those two accounts. If you've got something going on on the side... And you're not you're you're not disclosing that with the the person that you share a life with. You should know how much your partner has uh, in that account. If you have your own separate account, Bob should know, and you should know what Bob has. Jack, <laughs> I don't agree. I know you don't have to know every single thing. You don't have to know every single thing about your partner. You should probably know if they've stashed away a ton of cash. Like, like that's more di- concerning than anything. If it's not hurting anything. anybody. How much money yet. do you have in this account? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like, what not if things se- go off the rails for either one of you? That's her point. Exactly. She's not setting things up for success here. I, yes, I without a doubt I am. And you know what? If things work out, we'll just have a lot more money. <laughs> I hope. On you both have no our idea. sides. Bob can have a debilitating, scratchy addiction. <laughs> you would never would... know what he spends his money on. That's wild. I, I don't know. I just, I trust him. I don't know. There's, it's weird. But do you? Like, that's so, so do, weird. But I like, do. Why, like, then why are you having separate accounts? Not separate accounts. I don't care about separate accounts, but separate accounts where nobody knows what's going on in them. Is I like, do not need to know his bank balance. No. I think it would help. Our bills He's are, away no, our three bills quarters of the month. <laughs> <laughs> our bills are paid. I don't really see any problems. So. You're going to go when you retire and be like, Bob, okay, time to show finances. Well, <laughs> nothing. Hey, the texts are rolling in. Hey, Matt, you're wrong. I've been married three times, and I would never have a joint account for the one household. Again, you just I... said you were married three times, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I I guess. I anyway. What about you? Seven eight zero four two one one zero three nine. I think we just got to we got to separate this. Yeah, the sure. joint, we got to separate joint accounts from the fact that she has no no idea what's going on in this account, right? That she's, you have no idea what you're she's part- just found out about. What do you think about that? I don't know. I'm not trying to set this up. So I feel like if the bills are paid, what is the problem? Yeah. There could there could be some horizon. <laughs> <laughs> just because bill paid. You're listening to the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Kissin' Love Court. Kissin' Love Court. So basically, uh, she's found out that he's got uh, 
his own bank account that she didn't know about. Is it a big deal or uh, is it a big deal? That's her question, and we're asking for your input this morning. This text says, My fiancé and I have been together for 15 years and have never had a separate account or hid money from one another. I don't think having separate accounts is such a bad thing, but why are you hiding money from your spouse? That isn't right. I just feel like if you hide the money, like, as a couple, you have a financial goal you want to reach. It just feels like you're playing, you're on the same card team, but you're not showing each other your hands. You know what I'm saying, Vern? I feel like it could just be a really great surprise at the end of the game. <laughs> or a really, really bad one. They're like, I'm ready to retire. Well, it's going to take me another 15. <laughs> I hope they would give you the heads up like, hey, I'm not there yet. Me <laughs> too. <laughs> this deck says, all of my accounts were made joint, but she keeps hers to herself. She's on the jack plan. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hope for the best. The jack plan. <laughs> <laughs> and this one says, I agree with having your own account. As long as the family bills are covered, the rest doesn't matter. It does. <laughs> totally matter. I feel like the putting into your RSPs is a family bill. Like as long, yeah, we put away each month. That's done. Okay. Do I want. would just be so worried that my partner has a either <laughs> tiny amount and is lying about it or a huge amount that is lying about it. <laughs> well, just... I agree one's better than the other. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> All right. Kelsey from Stony Plain. Everybody has their own opinion and everybody, you know, it, it has the right to run their relationship. However, I don't know. I was, my husband and I have been together for five years. My dad gave us some advice when we were going to move in together. He said, first thing you should do is join your bank accounts because if you struggle together or if you struggle, you struggle together. If you flourish, you flourish together. And if you join your bank accounts and you, you, you both get to see, and you, you both get to see each other succeed, um, and we honestly, that was five years ago and, um, we have literally put all of our assets, all of everything together. And honestly, we were, we've, we've, we've literally struggled together and we flourished together and it's made us so strong as a couple. Hmm. Right, good to know. I'll one day flourish. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> you're, 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 I mean, yeah. Gr- Granted, I'm still waiting for that day to actually, like, come fully. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> week to week, we flourish when we struggle. That's fine, right? You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Yeah, Kiss and Love Court this morning. Oh, by the way, Blake Shelton tickets to be one coming up in uh, about five or six minutes. So hang on for that. Uh, but anyway, uh, we're talking about uh, Kiss and Love Court and uh, basically a wife finding out her husband kind of has this uh, side account where he's been kind of putting money. And she's like, should I be concerned about this? What do you think? This text at 103.939 says, My husband is a spender and I'm a saver. So we have a joint account that we pay into for bills. Then we each have our own accounts. I feel less stressed knowing that I have money for a rainy day. And he feels less stressed because I no longer fret over all of his spending. He just wasted, in quotes, $6,000 to convert his half of the garage into a golf den. But not my money, so I don't care if he wastes it. We argue way less since adopting this method. You should probably care a little. Can one of can one of you go into bankruptcy and the other not? I don't know. Yeah. Tough luck for you. Dinner served. Probably not because the house is owned by you both. I'm guessing. Yes. A story of warning here. Hey, guys, I have one for you. One day I went to deposit some money in the bank and I took the kids with me. Well, my daughter said, how come mom puts her money in a different bank? Obviously, an account I had no idea about. Not long after, I was finding out about the account, and I realized she had been doing that for years, and I didn't know. And it wasn't long after that that I found out why. She walked out on me and our two kids, and I became a broke single dad. Ouch. There you go.
We are so sorry. Time to lawyer up. Oof. No money for a lawyer. Pro bono? Probably Maybe. Not. Here's Dean Brody. <laughs> it's Lightning Bug, Kissing Country, 103.9. You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. In the next few moments, Kiss and Love Court again. Uh, the wife asked the husband after listening to Kissing Country, sometimes we get people in trouble and yeah. about uh, secret bank accounts. Do you have a secret bank account? Uh, yeah, I do. Why do you ask? It's like, uh oh, should I be concerned? And uh, the or texts excited. and phone calls have been rolling. <laughs> in. <laughs> I think I'm just looking through rose colored glasses because we did get that one story of, yes, this guy has a secret bank account and he's giving his wife 250 grand this year. Yeah. For their 25th anniversary. It could happen. <laughs> I stand by the fact you can have a separate bank account. That's fine. But sure. you should have an open door policy to know how much is in it. Yeah. Full transparency. Right. Jen from the North side has some pretty good advice here. Hey guys, I am with Chris. It doesn't matter where the money is. So long as you both know about it, dishonesty should never be part of marriage. It's supposed to be you and them against the world. That's right. Your team. Yeah. Me and my accountant are a team, not you. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes, like, the team fights, right? <laughs> Closed-door meeting. <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss in Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. All right, here we go. Shelly Clark is on the line. Shelly, thank you for your patience. Uh, sorry about that hang-up, but uh, you're ready to play uh, for Blake Shelton tickets, aren't you? Sure am, yeah. What were we calling this again? Blake uh Blake a bye. Blake a bye. <laughs> Something along those lines. Oh, the lullaby. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. So so Blake Shelton's done this lullaby thing, and uh, somebody's done it anyway with his music. And all you gotta do is determine which Blake Shelton hits these are that have been put to a lullaby music. Okay? Easy peasy. Are you ready to go? I'm ready. All right, here okay. you go. Here's song number one. Can you hear it? Yeah. What song is it? I have no clue. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this one was a gimme. <laughs> really? We played it this morning. <laughs> it's a gimme when you know it. <laughs> That's so true. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's try number two. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Shelly? You know what? They sound terrible. <laughs> I have no clue. Sherry, do you know who Blake Shelton is? Are you tone deaf? I think so. She's off air. You kept saying, I love Blake Shelton. I do. But I don't like his lullaby music on his xylophone. <laughs> oh, don't tell him that. It's a glockenspiel. You are tone deaf. <laughs> well, there we go. I didn't know it was Glockenspiel, then. Let, let's try. <laughs> let's try number three. Please, Shelly. Get one of three. This was his very first song. His very first big hit. Oh my god! It's a place yes. in Texas. Nope. <laughs> you can't even knock in the two footer. I'm tapping out. <laughs> Shelly, this has been extremely entertaining. Don't Get tell it. Blake about this. <laughs> Please don't. You know, let's just let 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 this slide today. <laughs> when you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> when you don't know, you should never call in. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for the entertainment, though. Okay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna do now, but I guess so. You're you're forfeiting the tickets. I yeah, we just can't. Give we them can't. To her, no. I'm sorry. I was thinking like that was so bad it was good. <laughs> 
what? Matt's the nice guy now? <laughs> I you got. I mean, you, you got to get at Come least on, one. Matt, if you had no, I. I am not the voice of... Even Shelly's telling you not to let her win. <laughs> okay, that's fair. No, I'm saying you can. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I don't know what to do. We're gonna, we're gonna. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, okay. but thanks for being a good sport. Um, you uh, let's just, uh, yeah, we're gonna figure out a, a, another way of giving these away today. Tell you what, Shelly. Yeah, I think we should take another caller. Yeah, and if they also don't get them, we'll give them to you. <laughs> okay. Say goodbye they to will. the tickets. They gotta uh, just I'm get sure one. Someone's a little, someone's a little keener on it than me. So. <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Uh, the Oilers have uh, relieved Dave Tippett, their head coach, of his uh, duties, and uh, it sounds like Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson are going to be coming in. Dave Manson uh, played for the Oilers for a number of years. Uh, he was a boy. He was a tough guy. He was a real tough guy. And uh, anyway, so they've had a lot of success with the uh, the uh, the farm team. So we'll see if they can bring their success here. So our question our question this morning is. Um, and related to being relieved of your duties, you know, when when how did you know the writing was on the wall? Sometimes you just know. <laughs> you just like know. the, the tweet, uh, text, text we had yesterday, or, yeah. yeah, about the well, then when they brought pizza in for us tradies, yeah, we knew the game was almost up. Yeah, layoffs are soon. One last meal before they give us the door, so to speak. Dead man walking. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, we're looking for uh, your stories like that, Matt. You're the Jack. You've been lucky, right? Like, yeah. I yeah. can tell you, though, every time our boss calls a meeting, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. Especially <laughs> when he calls a meeting, not when, like, we have scheduled meetings. Right. Yeah, like if it's yesterday, not Like, yesterday, he calls one for 10, 15. I'm like, well. Yeah. Well, I wonder how much severance I'll get. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on from that. But, Matt, you had a story. Uh, well, every time I've been fired or let go, yeah, I've asked time. for it. <laughs> <laughs> I for sure know I'm the problem and it wasn't the business. Yeah, The highlight one being when I did a landscaping gig, it was like my third day and I knew the boss was not quite, he didn't quite like the cut of my jib. Yeah. He asked me to paint or touch up the fence and I went and touched up the fence. Yeah. He said, I told you to paint the fence. I said, no, you told me to touch it up. He said, you better go. And I said, you're right. I better. <laughs> I, you can't fire you me. Agreed. I quit. You guys agreed. Anyways, yeah. I go to my car yeah. and then like I'm gonna roll out of there. Yeah. Realize I had locked my keys in the car. Yeah. So I had to shame walk back to him. <laughs> Could you help me get my keys out of the car? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he thought I had a learning disability. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice guy. <laughs> he was right to fire me. I was not cut out for that kind of gig. All right. The seven eight zero four two one one zero three nine. You can also text us at one zero three nine three nine. Did you know? How did you know you were going to get let go, or was there any strange or unusual circumstances around it? Maybe people that have had to let go, like their family members. Like that's awkward. When you oh f- yeah. Fire your kid or fire your dad? I don't know. It no- happens. Nobody fires mom. That's true. But she'll spike the spaghetti when you get home. <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Hello. Hi, Karina. Hi. All right. So the Oilers, uh, Dave Tippett has been let go from his job. So we're talking about strange and unusual firings. And you've got the strangest, most unusual story for us. It was very strange and, and not very well thought out and quite awkward, actually. Okay. So I worked for a company. And we had a fire drill, which, you know, was not unusual. We had, you know, several uh, times a year we, they did this fire drill. So good thing it was in the summer. We all go outside. 
and we're meeting, standing at the muster point and, you know, waiting for them to do the head count and all that stuff that they usually do. And instead, you know, all the head people came out and they announced that they were doing mass layoffs. And we all had key fobs. So we all had to line up and they said, if you come up to the door and you scan your fob, if it works and the door opens, you are still employed there. If it doesn't work, then you no longer work there. This is like Squid Game. This can't be okay by HR. But they didn't, you know, they didn't think it out because everybody still had to go in back into the building, whether you work there or not. They had to get their, you know, their purse, their keys, stuff, pack up their, right. pack their stuff. It was so super awkward because, like, you know, one person would beep and they'd get to go in. And then, you know, the person behind them, you know, it didn't beep. And they're like, oh, gee, you don't work here anymore. So sorry. <laughs> How long did you work there cool. after? Um, I think I worked there after probably about five years. In that five years after you stayed there, were there more fire mm-hmm. alarms? Um, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking. A fire drill, I took all my belongings. <laughs> yeah. Quick, there's a fire. There's a real fire. Not without my purse. <laughs> it would affect you for a long time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. If people want to find out more about Jack, where do they got to go? You can go at Kissin underscore Jack, J A C K, on Twitter. What about you, Matt? I'm Matt D. Builder on Twitter. All right, because you're building all the time. That's right. How about you, Chris? (laughs) Well, I'm at Chris Sheets. Everybody spells my name wrong, S-C-H-E-E-T-Z. And don't forget about this podcast. Yes, you can rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a moment of all the fun we have. If you enjoyed it, tell a friend. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 5 on Kissin' Country 103.9.